Hello there, I'm Benjamin Light. And I am Marco Sparks. And we're doing another episode of Greedo Shot First. Star Wars podcast for fans who are annoyed by Star Wars fans. <laughs> That's more or less accurate. Um, more so every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have a, a little bit of Star Wars news. Um, you know, it, it's just a, a coincidence that we're recording it on the 4th of May. Uh, I, I feel like I should officially declare that Grishot First Podcast does not endorse Star Wars Day as a holiday. I think it's stupid. Mark, what are your thoughts? I remain neutral. You remain neutral. Mm-hmm. I find it annoying and something that it's like not... It, uh, I'm going to be that guy. I feel like it's something that like real Star Wars fans wouldn't observe. Why is that? Because it's dumb. It just, it's like... Why is it dumb? It's like, oh, May the 4th? May the 4th. Ha ha ha. That should be Star Wars Day. Like, Star Wars Day, if it was going to be any day, would be like the 22nd of May. That was when Star Wars was originally released. Was it 22nd or 25th? It was the 22nd. Okay. Uh, May the 4th sounds like a dad joke. You know? Hmm. Dad's like Katy Perry. Um, so, we have real news, too. More, mostly pictures. Vanity Fair pictures, as usual. Okay, it was May 25th, sorry. Yeah. Um, I love the the Vanity Fair, like, whenever they do their, their photo spreads for these new movies. I mean, I still remember back to uh, the Phantom Menace ones, which was, like, your, to me, like, your first real... Glimpse. The, the ones which hyped the uh, fight between Obi-Wan and Darth Maul in the desert that didn't happen in the movie. Still, that was an awesome mm-hmm. picture. Yeah. I was just like, holy shit, that's an awesome picture. Yeah. Um, well, that, that makes me wonder about these photos. Like, it seems like they took these all recently, not like, you know, last fall. And that's yeah. the impression I get. Well, so do you think this is really Adam Driver in the snow in this one picture? I don't know what 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 else would it be? Are you implying that they like photoshopped it or something? Well, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like there's a lot of like uh, like locales here that quite possibly they were all filmed on the set. Well, like this one of him is definitely a set photo. It's him doing like a pose. It's weird to see him without the mask. I really wish mm-hmm. the mask was on here. I take back all my complaints about the mask. <laughs> I love it so much better than this weird, ugly, hideous CGI thing that they've made for his grotesquery of a face. Like, I think that's almost too far for fans to accept. All right, all right, we get it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course it's him. I mean, obviously, the it's probably been, like, tweaked, and, you know, the lighting isn't what you'd see in a normal movie. But, yeah, that, I don't know what other weird trickery they would be doing that, that looks like it's him. So, obviously, these photos are probably then from the shoot. I mean, I, I think these are even the, um, the little video. Did you watch the video they released? Hmm. Really? You know, watch the video. Hmm. I mean, it's like a minute long. It's just like, there's like a shot of him, like standing in front of like a, like a like some snow base entrance, but there's like blue screen in the background. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm looking at the picture. Yeah. So I don't think that is from like last fall when they were shooting. I think that everything we're seeing here is from like, maybe like reshoots, like, you know, in the last like month or two. Could be. Which is why, you know, like, I 
brought up the uh, the Darth Maul Obi Wan fight that didn't happen in the desert. I kind of wonder if some of these shots they're obviously publicity type shots, you know, so they may not suggest like we may not actually see a scene in the movie where Kylo Ren here is like walking with some snowtroopers with his mask off in right. the snow. Um, or like you, we may never see Poe Dameron with his X-wing and tattooing like that, or or Jakku like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, which is funny because there's not like that I've seen. There's not like the big iconic like two people, two combatants with lightsabers about mm-hmm. to go at it. Um, I always fascinate when you ever see these pictures like this one of Lupita Nyong'o like in the full getup for motion capture. All the dots. I, I was reading yeah. some more. Apparently, that's like more dots than usual. Hmm. Um, like I don't know the person saying that. Like they are clearly like tracking her face even more than than they would have like a you know a few years ago doing this sort of technology. This is some uh, some motion capture like Oscar winner stuff right here. So it's pirate Maz Kanata. Maz Kanata or Kanata. Who has what do you, no what do you real... think about her being a CGI character? Like, I think this is a Star Wars movie and that kind of thing happens. I mean, it's kind of interesting to me to read some of the responses. Like some people are like upset, but I feel like in their attempt to be progressive in, in one way, they end up being sort of like objectifying in another way. Well, uh, I think the people who were complaining about the lack of prominent female roles in the film and then thought that they got a victory when the when the production continued its normal casting process and announced like Lupita Nyong'o. Mm-hmm. I think that there's more fuel for their fire with the fact that Gwendolyn Christie and Lupita Nyong'o are characters that you probably won't see like their faces, you know, in the traditional sense. Yeah, I mean, you definitely won't see Lupita Nyong'o's. So it doesn't seem like um, yeah. unless she has like a, a cameo as someone else. I wonder if we will see Captain Phasma's helmet off at any point. I mean, probably. Yeah. But you never know. Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely hear her voice, I imagine. Right. But yeah, I wonder if we'll see Phasma with her helmet off. Captain <laughs> Phasma. I, and I also wonder in hierarchy, like in this new First Order, who. If who's on top? I know we know there's like the Andy Circus character who is in the the voiceover in the first trailer seems to be like like the top Sith or something or, or top Dark Force user. Mm. But we haven't seen like what that character is going to look like at all. And then we have uh, Kylo Ren, we have Captain Phasma, and supposedly Donald Gleason is playing like a kind of an evil Imperial general type character. Mm. Like who outranks who there? Where does Max von Sydow outfit into this? I could tell you. Um, I don't know if you want to know. It's, he has more scenes of, like, uh, Ray. He, he's, right? he's on Jakku. He, he's okay. not a villain, as okay. far as I can tell. He's, like, the old guy that she lives with or whatever? Something like that, yeah. Who might be, like, a former Jedi? But I just wonder, is the First Order, is that, like, is is Andy Serkis, like, their emperor? Or is he, like, separate? Is he, like, just, like you know, controlling Kylo Ren on the side or something like that. Does he run the message board that Kylo Ren is like the prominent commenter on? <laughs> yeah. Even Kylo Ren's like, you guys, they can't kill off Jar Jar in this movie. 
Oh, uh, yeah, that thing about JJ mentioning that he had an idea for like putting Jar Jar's bones somewhere on, in Jakku. I feel like that's just going to piss off that segment of the fans that, uh, like the, the prequel first people. The sons who of the I continue to find completely bizarre. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Star Wars Taliban. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Like you go to message boards and like some people are so angry with JJ. They think he's some sort of like, like stealth agent, like sent to like, you know, eradicate all, you know, prequel enjoyment and wipe like, them out. Mm-hmm. All of them. <laughs> that that's certainly not going to help his cause with them. Him joking about putting Jar Jar's bones in there. Although, really, like, who who liked Jar Jar? Like, actually liked him? Who wasn't like five years old? At last, we can kill the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jar Jar is a an amazing character creation. Like, I don't know if you could if you tried if you could make someone more hateable. Uh, I feel like he's more hateable than uh, Poochie the dog. Yeah, <laughs> like I really don't know what what is Jar Jar missing to make him more unlikable. Mm. Uh, he could be Harry Crane from Mad Men. Mm. Fucking Harry! <laughs> like Jar Jar's also Don, like really sexist. Don Misa gotta tell you, Megan was saying some crazy things. <laughs> what did you say to her? Uh, uh, yeah, this Poe Dameron shot. I just classic, love these people, uh, though. Fighter jet pose. Who, like, they equate, like, with almost, like, like Sith leanings. Like, JJ's just like, nostalgia. Nostalgia is my ally. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know what, though? Like, if you listen to the fucking internet a year ago when JJ Abrams signed this contract, you would have thought that, that Hitler wrote the prequels. Mm-hmm. And so. If he thought to himself, you know what, I think, as much as I don't like it, the majority of fans would like me to put Jar Jar's bones somewhere <laughs> on on screen, he would have thought that he had the blessing of the fans. And now these fucking psychopaths have turned around. And they're like, how dare you, sir? Well, and there's also, there's people who, out there who, like, the Clone Wars cartoon is, like, that's their, like, favorite piece of, like, Star Wars, you know, narrative. Mm. Um, they confuse me even more. Uh, a good friend of ours believes full well that characters from Rebels will show up in this movie. And I said, I don't see that happening. And I he's, mean, like, he's as, like, trust as me. someone who's really old, you know, I mean, like, like you could maybe Max von Sydow is like an, an old version of a character from Rebels. But that that takes place like 40 years or so before this movie. So imagine a world where Max von Sydow and Freddie Prince play the same character. Hmm. <laughs> but i mean that that to me would it's like almost like an easter egg type of casting thing like i i doubt like if you're watching the movie you may not even realize it right right as it should be mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't uh uh one of the theories for a while back when we know jack shit and we still don't really know jack shit that lupina was gonna play like ahsoka or something like that um, that was one, and Asajj Ventress, that was the other one. Oh, right. Uh, those are the two main characters. Um, I mean, I, I don't think, like, if, if she's playing those characters, they would put her in makeup and then, like, right. prosthetics. They, they wouldn't do the CGI for that. So I, I think you could say she's not playing either of those characters. No, no. Well, they, they've just told us that she's not. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll just go ahead and say it. the rumor is that she's playing the, the kind of weird orangish alien who's handing the lightsaber to the, the female figure who's probably Leia in the trailer. 
Hmm. Like everyone's saying that that is who she's playing. Is that oh yeah, because the rumors were that she's in possession of Luke's lightsaber. Yeah, or at some point, yeah. Um, a pirate, like a pirate leader, or something like that. She has a she has a castle. Hmm. Maz Kanata. Yeah, they described in the Vanity Fair article that there's like a is like Maz Kanata's like pirate castle is where all these uh these like the shot of all like the random aliens are. Sounds like a future Disney ride. Yeah, it says assorted riffraff riff, riff raff fill the main hall of Pirate Maz Kanata's castle. Nice. I I like this detail that I'm reading here about the like single note that Abrams gave to Harrison Ford. <laughs> don't be grumpy. Well, don't be growly. Mm-hmm. Which is funny to me because like if you watch Air Force One, like the scenes of Harrison Ford as president are fucking terrible because he's all mumbly and like. Oh, I just want to talk about glass and peace with the Russians. And then it, then somewhere along the way, it's like he wakes up or the pills wear off and he's like, get the fuck off my plane. Mm-hmm. I like that. He's just like, hey, hey, Harrison, act like we're paying you a fucking fortune here. And do you, know that, you know that thing you've been doing in the movies for the last 20 years? Yeah. Let's let's try something else. <laughs> no, I don't want to overset my bounds. That's my one note. <laughs> but, I mean, he was like he was OK in Ender's Game, but he definitely like his. It's like this, like gruff persona that he's just been coasting on for a while, and yeah, JJ's like, "Hey, I want Han Solo." The thing I've always liked about Callista Flockhart is that she has a name that would be that would really fit in like the Star Wars universe. I can't believe she still exists. Like, if Maz Kanata had a sidekick named Callista Flockhart, what would that sidekick look like? Uh, like a CGI dancing baby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's talk. Oh, yeah. So I went to like a little mini, uh, like nerd convention yesterday mm-hmm. where, uh, there was like a lightsaber show, like people from like, oh, the Bay like Area, a, like a demonstration. Yeah. Like, like this group of like sword nut jobs and aficionados from the Bay Area came up and they, they dress like various types of Jedis and they have like their homemade. Remember that thing Anthony had where he had bought for like a hundred dollars where it was like hard ceramic, clear ceramic and it lit up. So it looked like a lightsaber and you could fight with it. Like you'd actually hit it. Hmm, okay. They had all kinds of different manners of things like that. And so I mentioned to the one guy that I always thought it was interesting that because of how David Prowse or whoever in the original trilogy held their lightsaber like incorrectly, like left hand above, hmm. you know, for a right handed person's stance. I'm sure there's like a name for that style. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, it's it's technically probably not right. It's not fluid enough. And that so then like Hayden Christensen had to do the same thing. Guy looks at me like he doesn't know what I'm talking about. Like he's never actually seen Star Wars mm-hmm. movies or something. Like basically these guys are Did just like, then sci-fi just like, like reach out and take his lightsaber and walk away. Well, so I stepped back and I thought to myself, I ought to pull the pin on this grenade and just throw like the cross guard debate out into the room and then <laughs> run. <laughs> but I did not. What do you think of these, uh, this photo of Daisy Ridley here on her, her little speeder? Oh, I love it. It, you know that that like kind of like pike that she's carrying in some of the trailer shots mm-hmm. it's you can see it it's again like attached to her speeder here like what the hell is that thing exactly i'm very curious like does it do anything or is it just a long like metal stick right because it seems like in a world of blasters that might not be super useful but right. i don't know maybe she maybe just in close quarters or something yeah well the costume here this is one thing i'm curious about in the, these like in the uh at celebration like they had like her her outfit like on display 
mm-hmm. and they have her wearing it here where the leggings have these kind of like like straps almost like like those like old style like sandals mm-hmm. you know like the straps of her calf mm-hmm. in the trailer she does not have that like in the scenes we've seen of her where you can see her legs in the trailer she doesn't have that she just has like boots on and like it's kind of like capri like short pants yeah yeah like bare bare shins mm-hmm. i'm wondering does she like change at some point in the movie or i don't know let's see i am. Um... I typed in like Google, like just Star Wars Vanity Fair, and I got all these extra, like from like the years past. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just fascinating to like scroll through. There's the great one here of like, it looks like JJ, Kathleen Kennedy, uh, John Williams, and I can't tell who the other guy is. Oh, I, I it's think probably it's Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah. Um, just chilling. But I, I just, I love the one where they had where it was just Hayden and Natalie, like on a, on the back of a boat, like in the Italian, like an Italian sea or something. Oh, from Attack of the Clones. Or... Yeah, yeah. I like the mixture of like in universe, on set, like behind the scenes, personal lives. Well, it's it's funny because those original Phantom Menace promo or like they're not promo shots, but I mean they kind of are. You know, the the Vanity Fair shots. Those came out like a year before the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's fun to recall how much more we knew about the phantom menace like a year before it was released than we do now about the force awakens you know seven months before its release i'm gonna call out again these these prequel troopers again because you're not a real prequel nutjob until you remember the goddamn agony of your dial-up internet trying to (laughs) download the phantom menace trailer Uh, see i was in college then so i could use the the college uh you know at like 300 kilobit and you're just like, I'm living, I'm living in the future here. Mm-hmm. That was like, I'll start the download. I'll go down to, to breakfast, dining hall, I'll come back up, and it'll be mostly done. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was back in the day where like, it would load so slowly that you're like, all right, I got another two seconds. I'll like watch a trailer from the beginning again to, for those extra two seconds, and then I'll yeah. wait, and I'll watch it all over again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, even in the uh, in the first Force Awakens teaser... Daisy Ridley does not have those straps on her calves, so I wonder what the deal with that costume is. Well, like, there's one photo here. I don't remember. This isn't from, like, an actual shoot, I don't think, but it's uh, Dean McDermott, Liam Neeson, Billy D, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill. Um, I can't remember her name. The chick who plays uh, uh, Anakin's mom. This must not yeah, And, uh, yeah, you, you know who I'm talking about, the mm-hmm. Swedish actress. And then, like, Jake Lloyd. And then, like, they just also have, like, Chewie and uh, General Grievous chilling in this photo. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that, so that had to be from Return, Revenge of the Sith. It's huh. post-Revenge of the Sith, because you have the original yeah. trilogy cast here, too. What I love, it's just like, oh, it's really great that we got the disabled actor who plays, you know, the, the, who's an actual cyborg himself who plays Grievous. He's just chilling with Billy D. Williams here. <laughs> That's bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, I love just these weird mixtures between like like the the fantasy world of the universe and then like the the, the real world of making fantasy on film and then like how they merge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really curious. Like Kylo Ren, so is that will he actually look like that? Like, will he take the mask off? You know, because a lot of people you figure like, well, he must be like scarred or disfigured in some way, and like that's why he wears a mask, but. Maybe not. Maybe it's just, I don't know. He like, looks much more emo 
with the mask off. Yeah, I know. I mean, he looks like young Snape, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the super tight, skinny arms, I think. Well, I'm just thinking, oh, like... It is a, a weird shot. Like, like also, the, the shot they use for the cover, where it's, like, John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, Han Solo, and, like, Chewie, and, and BB-8 in the background. Mm-hmm. Is it me, or is the lighting on Daisy Ridley's face really bizarre? Like, she doesn't look like she normally looks. It's a very um, strange shot. It's very bright on her face. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it makes me wonder, like, why did they use that shot of Hall shots? Like, I don't know. Some, sometimes it's like, oh, it's Annie Leibovitz, and they just, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I question her decisions occasionally, though. Like, mm-hmm. like this pose of Kylo Ren here. Like, it's a weird shot where, like, you can't really see, like, where his two legs are. And so it just looks strange. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a big cape thing. So, like, what side does it keep the infamous crossguard lightsaber on? And, like, where on his uh, medieval utility belt does he keep his journal full of, like, song lyrics mm-hmm. that makes him cry? His little moleskin. I mean, it seemed from the first teaser that he keeps his lightsaber kind of, like, on his right side, maybe a little towards the back, but you definitely can't see anything there in this photo. Hmm. Cool snowtroopers. Yeah. Yeah. They feel very reminiscent of the, I don't know if we're talking about this in the last episode, but they feel very reminiscent to me of like the original trilogy. Yeah. Just, but just compare what a fucking win. How like expertly done this, this package of, of, promotional materials is and then compare that to everything pouring out of and you'll love this the fucking suicide squad uh i want to talk about that in our other podcast but yeah this it's almost like they release these just to cleanse the palate they're like we're sorry internet that you had to see that here look at this instead yeah just in case you want to see something from people who know what they're doing Mm -hmm. i wonder how much the Lupian Yango character is going to be in the movie. Well, there are a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so weird, like the the suits they wear now when they do these motion capture with all those like weird dots and squares all over them. Yeah. Like I wonder is it seems like the character is like humanoidish, but like smaller maybe because it seemed pretty short next to Leia. Right. I'm, I'm curious though, like when will we actually get a photo of? of her character rather than just her like wearing a bunch of dots. Well, yeah, it's, you know, so they got the, the face match. They're capturing her, her facial features, her expressions. It's curious how much of that gray suit is going to actually encompass the character's actual body. Like how much of Lupita Nyong'a's like physique mm-hmm. is going to be shown on screen. I really like, I never did see pictures. Maybe you did of, uh, Rick McCallum as a, is it Dexter Jetster? Oh, no, I never saw that. I always wondered, like, what did that look was like? Was he the motion capture for that? Wasn't he? I know. Um, I mean, I know he's the voice, but I thought he was the motion capture, too. He's the voice. He's not the voice of Dexter Jetster, is he? Is the guy in the diner who tells... Uh... Yeah, I know who Dexter Jetster is. Okay. You're saying well, he, he did nice the voice for him? Didn't he? I don't know. Take a look. Oh, I guess he didn't do the voice, but I thought he did the motion capture. No, he didn't do the voice. He might have done the motion capture, I guess. I think um, because <laughs> then he would have been like, <laughs> "These darts, I'm so fucking bummed." Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder how that guy's feeling right now. 
I would love to have him on our podcast. I really would. Really? Yeah. I mean, do you what think you- he'd like give us the goods? I don't know. But wouldn't you love to talk to Rick McCallum? Like, yes and no. I kind of feel like he, he probably has like so many like walls of armor up around him just from like angry fans over the years that like, I don't know. I feel like he's, he's probably not a very happy person at this point. So maybe we, he's not on the podcast. Maybe we just run to him at a bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's a little like, uh, like Lindelof and Q's, you know, it's like, those guys have taken so much abuse yeah. for loss that, like, you can just tell anytime they do an interview, you can you can kind of read between the lines how like defensive they they necessarily are. Well, yeah, I told you uh, uh, when Damon Lillard was in that showrunners documentary, and he said that like the moment that it all happened for him was when his friend said to him, you know, slightly on topic, he said, "Do you want to meet with JJ on Monday?" And he said, <laughs> "Yes." And then he, he realized that even though, like, basically he can track his, like, marriage and his kids along with Lost, if he had known that it was going to be six years of his life and all of that derision and bullshit and that everything in his life, including his tombstone, would have parentheses lost mm-hmm. right after it, he would have probably said no to answer that question if he could have gone back and done it all over again. I mean, yeah. that, that always fascinates me because, I mean, like, it made his career and yet he's saying that if I could have had a different life that didn't come up some of the negative sides of it, I would have sacrificed the good qualities, good aspects. Well, and that's the interesting thing about The Force Awakens, because you know that there had to be that hanging over them. Like, I'll bet if you ask, like, Natalie Portman now, like, like would would you go back and do it again? She might be like, nah. Yeah. Like, because, like, what what did, I mean, it, it made her more known, but, like, did it really, did being in the prequels really do much for her? It's debatable. Probably just paid for college yeah or like jj like you just know like if you're gonna if you're gonna do the new stars movie it's you have to completely kill it because if if there's anything wrong with it you're just gonna get so much shit right but i mean from it really sounds like i i think we're gonna get something really good from him it sounds like he's just all in and i think we're gonna get like, I feel like we've seen flashes of J.J. in his other movies, like what he's capable of, but I, I feel like this is a movie where he's really going to put it together. This is, like, just 100% in his wheelhouse. So I'm sending you a picture only because when I was at this this convention thing yesterday, one of the vendors was selling, you know, of course, Star Wars action figures. Mm-hmm. The uh, Of, like, the maybe 10 I had as a kid, the guy on the right in this picture, I don't know his name, I had that character. I had that action figure. Um, um, who's that, Medine? General Medine, I think. I guess. Crix Medine. Yeah, but I mean, the difference is, you know, J.J. Abrams didn't watch Star Trek, you know, as a kid or whatever. He he it was almost like a deconstructionist view that he took to something he didn't really have that kind of passion for. Star Wars, though, was like the thing that he loved. And also, I don't feel like there's a strong visual style really associated with Star Trek. Star Trek was always a TV show. Yeah. And so other than like... The, kind of like you know bridge sets and whatnot and like the the whenever they would do the thing where like let's just pan around the enterprise and space mm-hmm. dock for two minutes while the music like the fanfare plays like that was it. yeah yeah you, you would never look at something and say oh that looks like star trek unless you're seeing like the bridge of a spaceship whereas star wars has a, that kind of visual aesthetic to it right i mean i remember when generations was coming out and 
like Patrick Stewart got a lot of shit because he said in a quote, I'd rather make a great movie than a great Star Trek movie. Mm-hmm. And I think with J.J. Abrams' Star Trek movies, it's more like I'd rather make like a, like a, like a crazy good action movie something you know like blockbuster well i think um, paramount would rather have him do that as well yeah yeah uh speaking of directors talk about josh trank yeah yeah so long sucker um not shocked at all like i've been reading like rumors that this about this guy for like months and months like last fall probably so yeah he's out on the spinoff do you feel bad at all for him no. I don't know how he ever got hired, to be honest. Like, I watched Chronicle and I was just like, really? What is everyone going nuts about? This isn't that good of a movie. No, Chronicle is actually an exceptionally bad movie in my eyes. Incredibly, horrifically terrible. Uh, Fantastic Four looks bad. <sighs> Even if the whole, like, like Doctor Doom evil blogger thing is, isn't true or if they change that, like, still it looks terrible. Yeah. The trailers just look so blah. I mean, it's Fox. Fox doesn't know how to do comic book movies. Um, and I get all the hate that Max Landis gets, and and a lot of it is very like it's due to him. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's yeah, he seems like be, a douche. He seems like a douche, but every once in a while he'll say things like his treatise on why Man of Steel is horrifically bad is mm-hmm. is so astoundingly true. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the way he thinks, which is critically. I'll put it that way. Even if I don't like some of the things that come out of his head, but yeah, like Josh Frank, I just think it's interesting because we never knew what he was doing too like what yeah we don't know doing. what what anthology he was doing i i'm fascinated that he got hired to begin with other than like is he cheap or something like did he really have some amazing pitch yeah really because he isn't writing it actually i don't think they've hired a writer as far as i know um, what's he been doing for a year then <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> so so who's who's the new director then that's the question well, well no, the better also, like people are wondering, will this mess up the release dates for like episode nine? Because you know, episode seven, the spinoff, episode eight, those are all locked in. There shouldn't be any issue with those. But the the spinoff number two was supposed to come out in December of what was it, twenty seventeen? Uh-huh. I think. Although now it's like nobody knows. Um. Or maybe maybe it was December twenty eighteen. Like when does episode nine come out and is is it affected at all? Like if they have to delay the spinoff, do they delay episode nine too or or I don't know. You'd hope not. Yeah, so he wasn't at celebration, they said it was uh due to illness. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm looking, I'm glancing through I, I could be misreading some of this, but the Hollywood Reporter article, they talked about how his behavior uh in dealing with the challenges of Fantastic Four that was described as many as erratic times he felt isolated and then they said that here's your problem when you're trying to get clear direction from somebody and you've got someone who can't answer questions mm-hmm. or isn't sure or isn't hiding that's not good i mean it sounds like he's more or less been fired from fantastic four like at least the post-production part of it mm. and kinberg's producing that movie he's supposed to produce the star wars spinoff and so yeah it's like he's like i don't want to work with this asshole yeah again. <laughs> I have two jobs, and I don't want to go to either one of them and see this fucker anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like reading between the lines, like Simon Kinberg and the other guy, the other producer, were the ones who kind of like proxy directed Fantastic Four because he this guy was such a mess on the set, and they've been like doing all the reshoots and whatnot. 
Like, I think there's a rumor that Matthew Vaughn has actually been directing the reshoots or something like that. Well, no, I'm looking at this where the Hollywood Reporter is addressing that and saying that if that were the case, you would have heard more from the Directors Guild of America. Well, if if they publicized it, I guess. Hmm. I mean, it's it's it wouldn't be the first time that happened where like somebody is a director in name only, right? Like like the whole Tober for Poltergeist thing, or uh, is it Tobe or Toby? I don't know. Or uh, what was it? One of the the last remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the one with Daniel Craig and Nicole Kidman. I oh, remember, yeah. mm-hmm. like they did significant reshoots of a different director. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. But yeah, the Hollywood Reporter is, is indicating that it was a lot of the Fantastic Four shit was what basically got them to push well, him out. You would think, like, I don't know, if it were me, number one, just to be able to do direct a movie, I'd try to be on my best behavior, but what do I know? Um, but then, like, if I knew that, like, the guy I'm working with is also the guy I'd be working with on fucking Star Wars, yeah. I'd really be trying to be on my best behavior. Like, I don't want to piss this guy off. I, you know... Creative people, like directors and stuff, like, no doubt at all, like, directing has got to be one of the most exhausting jobs because it's not just physical. Like, I can understand a construction worker, like a career construction worker coming home and just being exhausted physically, possibly mentally in a different way. But, like, this, the, the amount of yourself you have to constantly be putting out there for other people to be the morale of a film. But it's also got to be, like, one of the most rewarding per capita jobs and yeah i mean like if you don't love your job i mean even michael bay loves money and Mm -hmm. it shows in like transformers movies he loves money and like giving the finger to his audience over and over again and quite possibly he has a enthusiastic uh, attitude towards cocaine (laughs) Uh, yeah so long josh trank i don't know why you're hired to begin with it never made sense and from the beginning it was like really that guy like when are they gonna fire him then uh, Hollywood Reporter is also hypothesizing that Star Wars could open at five hundred million. What, like domestic or? or like, I don't know. I just saw the headline. What does Sorry, that mean exactly. Away. I mean, I, maybe if maybe they mean like internationally, like first weekend if they open everywhere at once. I can see that. Hmm. I mean, that's that's certainly possible. It is. Well, now that Avengers is. Maybe slightly underperforming, you know, only 187 million the first weekend. Does that open the door for Star Wars to take number one this year? That's a good question. Hmm. Anyway, I think that's about all we had to talk about. Um, cool to see photos of like, it's nice to like get confirmation. Like we all kind of knew that Gwendolyn Christie was Captain Phasma, but it's cool to see the photo and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Lupita Nyong'o's character. She has a name now. Maz Kanata. Pirate. I, I'm just, man, like how, how does that fit in? That's what I want to know. Like, right. is, is she just like some kind of smugglerish character? Who they just like have the whole up there? Or, I don't know. I'm very curious because none of the rumors I've read so far, even the ones that mention her character seem to really, they don't seem to really understand how exactly she fits in. Mm-hmm. Like they, they know like the scene she's in and like kind of the beats in the story, but it's like, who is this person? Right. It's a fun name. Mm-hmm. It's, it's possibly, I mean, like 
I didn't appreciate Poe Dameron until I said it out loud a few times. Poe Dameron. But Maz Kanata, it just sounds fun on the page when you read it. Also, Captain Phasma. The the promo shot of her, or the vanity star shot of her, looks really cool. Like that chrome is gonna look really neat, especially in like scenes with natural lighting. You know, well, like scenes out in daylight. Well, especially looks funny because she could very well just be like on a Game of Thrones set there. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, the, there's it. It's like stone, right, in the background, like stone walls. Yeah, some sort of like metal gate doorway thing, but. Yeah, those are like stone steps and whatnot. Maybe that's the castle. Could be. Surveys the rubble following an attack. Huh, interesting. It's entirely possible that that Maz Kanata lives in like the ruins of Winterfell. I wonder if there's anything special about this armor. Like I've always wondered about Stormtrooper armor. I think in the the books they kind of tried to describe it as like it would like deflect blaster bolts, like at least like redirect them, so it wouldn't like like hit their like you know main sensitive areas, you know, like 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 redirect the heat to the sides or something. But like, if you get hit with a blaster bolt and wearing this armor, does the armor make a difference? It doesn't seem that way. I mean, as the trailers told us, you can still be blown up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or like, is it something where like where you have to aim for like the chinks in the armor, like the weak points? Oh, like it's medieval armor. Oh, I mean, I know in the in the books for Star Wars, they they kind of tried to, you know, put that out there as like a thing, like like the 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 stormtrooper armor was useful in some way, hmm. unless he got like a direct hit or something. I'm looking at this wired article that's like going to all like the nitty gritty like engineering details, like how much does uh. Darth Vader way, mm-hmm. how fast are blaster bolts? Should bigger starships have bigger thrusters? Yes, but a ship twice the size should actually have thrusters four times the size. Nah, whatever. Uh, did Han shoot first? Could he have shot second? How big of a battery does C3PO need to function? <laughs> if he ran on AA batteries, he would need 3,000. I mean, I think we could assume that their battery technology is different than like lithium ion. What would happen if students were able to rate their Jedi Masters? <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, I don't think we're seeing Coruscant in this movie. Um, well, I mean, it, it, that's like an academic debate, though. We don't know what the fuck this, the political situation is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it seems like we're on the, the outer rim. That's my kind of impression, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, I would love, like, in the first 10 minutes, if they were just like, things have been bad since Coruscant blew up. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we've uh... or that that asteroid field over there that used to be Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> now here's Jakku. That's totally different. Yeah. See, it only has one son. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think we talked enough about Star Wars. Uh, so long, Josh Trank. Yeah. Happy Star Wars Day. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me let me mesh those two together and say Happy Star Wars Day, Josh Trank. Yeah. May the fourth be with you. Always.